Hey, today we are going to chat all things tips for a successful flash sale, which Angela and I have much, much, much experience with. So get excited. Balancing building a successful business and being a superstar mom is hard. And yet in today's digital world, it's more common than ever. The question becomes, how do we successfully grow a business and children at the same time? Join us for a candid conversation as we share our insights into marketing and motherhood. I'm Angela Reeder. And I'm Jessie Valle. Welcome to the Marketing Moms Podcast. Okay, so today we're talking all about tips for a successful flash sale. And part of this is because we know that the holidays are coming up. So we have like the Black Friday, Cyber Monday rush. We also have a lot of people who do um, Christmas and New Year's and all these things that aren't necessarily seasonal. I mean, you can still have a seasonal sale, but we're talking a flash sale, which basically by definition is a sale in a short burst, like a short period of time. Yeah, and one that doesn't have like a lot of lead up to it mm-hmm. either. Like there's not with some of the bigger sales you get like a couple weeks of kind of leading up to teasing, social media posts, emails, but flash sales are very like well they're not actually spur of the moment but they seem like that from the outside. Yeah. So I mean basing it around a holiday like Black Friday, it is a flash sale because it's very short. However, everybody does Black Friday, so everybody expects good deals. Yeah. Um, So that one's kind of like a hybrid. But yes, Angela's right. A flash sale, like maybe you have product inventory that's about to expire and you need to move it fast. Or maybe you're getting ready to get new inventory and you want to move some of the old product. Or maybe you just need a little boost of revenue. (laughs) (laughs) this month because you want to take your kids on vacation. And so you run a flash sale of something, maybe a digital product, just to kind of get that boost of revenue when it's not necessarily around a holiday or an event or, I mean, it could be whatever. Start a fall flash sale, whatever you want to say. <laughs> it's pumpkin spice latte season. Flash yes. sale. Celebrate. <laughs> My sporting team won this weekend. Flash sale. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have Those to have a reason, ones. but you can also create a reason. It's my birthday. Yes. Flash sale. Yep. Oh, I get those a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Or it's our anniversary. Flash sale. Mm-hmm. Um. And people don't always call it flash sale. I mean, Mm -hmm. they would just call it a sale, but we call it flash because it flashes. It's here and it's gone very quickly. Yeah. So when you are considering a flash sale, we have a list of tips you should really keep in mind as you perform the flash sale. So we Mm -hmm. first want to start with 
clearly defining your goals, which sounds kind of lame, honestly, because that's not the exciting part. But you do have to know why you're running the flash sale. Kind of like I mentioned earlier, are you doing it to move product that's about to expire or to make room for something else? Are you just trying to get a boost of revenue for something personal? Um, What is the reason you want to run a flash sale? Because having that in mind will really help you with everything else. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Knowing that is going to help you decide what you're selling, how long you're going to sell it, how much of a discount, like what the positioning is for copy. Like That really does make a big difference when you're setting things up. And it makes a big difference for your team too. As someone who works on uh, flash sales for clients, I can say like different, the different goals for flash sales require different setups. And also it lets you know whether you've been successful or not. I mean, what's the point right. of the flash sale if at the end you're like, I don't know if it was successful. I don't know how that well, worked. You have a goal. <laughs> what was your goal? If your goal was to run a flash sale, okay, congrats, you win. Congrats, but you did that. <laughs> <laughs> you you need to know why you're running the flash sale so that you'll know whether you were successful at it or not and if it's something worth continuing or changing or that kind of thing. Yeah. You also need to choose the right time and duration for your flash sales. Like, is it going to be a weekend sale? Is it a holiday sale? Is it, like Jesse said earlier, we're having an anniversary sale? Uh, You know, what kind of sale is it? How long is it going to last? When are you going to run it? Things like that. Those are important because you don't want to make a flash sale too short. Um, which there is such a thing. (laughs) It doesn't seem like there should be, but there is. Um, And you also don't want to make it so long that it starts to drag out and people aren't really paying attention to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I I feel like some of the bigger brands, like really big, like not as small businesses, but really big brands can get away with a two-hour flash sale. Yeah. Because they have enough followers to make plenty of sales in that two hour period. Right. Or they've had they've had a long time to set up that expectation. Like with Amazon and their prime days, a lot mm-hmm. of those sales on specific products are only a few hours long. But everybody knows that and expects that because they're a big brand and they have that sort of marketing capability. Yeah, and I noticed how like they had their Amazon Prime Day, which it was actually two days back in July, and then they had a second version of it, October 10th and 11th. So it's like, yeah. oh, are they going to start running these flash sales every quarter? Because if so, I'm planning to like buy birthday presents during those two days mm-hmm. and Christmas presents during those two days. And so like I – but that's the, that's the difference is the weird thing. It's like it is a flash sale, but they've actually been preparing because I saw ads for right. at least a week or two before oh, yeah. it happened. Before the second Prime Day. Yeah. And I so remember I being the surprised first when I too. saw the ad. I was like, they already did Prime Day. <laughs> I know. I know. It was interesting. But it yeah, it made me think like, okay, well, when you know that There are different ways to do the flash sales, right? But Mm -hmm. also they're not promoting it months in advance. Right. It's still like maybe a week or two. But for for us small businesses, maybe flash sales, maybe you only promote it 
you know, a day or two ahead of time. Yeah. It just really depends. But it's yeah. not something as far as, super long and drawn out. As far as duration, I generally advise no less than a day and no more than like three days. Yeah. For flash sales. Yeah. So like an Which over be, the weekend start Friday mm-hmm. and Sunday night would be good. But like you don't really want to drag it on more than that. And if you think about it, a lot of times switching gears for a moment, not just to a flash sale, but also for um, maybe a webinar or an event mm-hmm. or something when they do an offer at the end, a lot of times it is a 72 hour mm-hmm. or even 96 hour closeout, right? Like that right. three day, three to four day period that you can get the special before it disappears is about the sweet spot. Because like Angela said, any longer than that, you've lost their interest. Mm -hmm. And any shorter than that, if it's truly a flash sale, a lot of people need a day to maybe look at everything, find time to sit down, um, or maybe depending on the offer, scrounge up the funds for it. Yeah. I know know someone that uh, has a larger program and they do a big promotion where they do a flash sale once a quarter, but it's not cheap. And so people will need a few days to sit down with their spouse, make sure that this is what they want, scrounge up the funds um, to invest in themselves. So yeah, make sure it's long enough to accommodate those people, but short enough that it doesn't lose interest. Yes. Okay. So when you're ready to promote, tip number three is going to be promote the sale across social media, email lists, website, all the places. Especially if it's a flash sale, you want it, say, in a little hello bar at the very top of your website. Yeah. So that if anybody happens to land on your website, they will see that first. Uh, You want your social media to be all about it. The worst thing is for someone to be like, I didn't know you were running a sale because you're not talking about it on social media. Yeah. Yeah. That's one time when it's perfectly acceptable to flood people with not a huge amount of emails, but a lot of emails about this. Um, Make sure it's all over your social media, on your website, every page of your website so that people know that it's happening. Yeah. And it's also perfectly acceptable, like Angela said, not just to flood people on your emails, but email them daily, right? And then on the last day, I have seen closeout email sequences go anywhere from three emails in a day up to six emails in a day. Yeah. Now, six I thought was a little excessive. Yeah, six is a bit much, but I think three is fine. Three to four is typically a good one because you have in the morning, you have one about midday, you've got one with like it closes in four hours, and then maybe another one that's we close in an hour. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. And it, it depends too on what you're selling and what the discount is. If it's a smaller product with a or something that has a little bit of a less of a discount, then probably less emails. Yeah. But if it's a really big sale with a really big discount and it's a really good offer, then more emails for sure. And it also depends if you're selling like one 
big program or just right. like your entire store is on sale. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, then you probably, yeah, like you said, need less emails because it's not some about something specific. It's just like, hey, right. we're running a sale. Hey, yeah. sale closes in six hours. Cool. Yeah. It's also a really great time if you have uh, permission. There's lots of laws and regulations about this. Angela and I are not lawyers. We do not give legal advice, all the things. Um, however, if you have the ability, text. Yes. So example, Ashley Furniture (laughs) texts me only when they're having big flash sales. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I don't mind it. I don't cancel the texts. In fact, every time I'm always forwarding it to like my sister, hey, you looking for furniture? Ashley's having a a sale this weekend. So when you strategically communicate with people, in ways that you don't normally, they're not going to be upset if you do it in a way that's not annoying, you know? Like, yeah. And that's the thing is they just texted me once. Yeah. It's not like they're flooding me every hour, you know, all weekend long. It's once, hey, we're having a, a sale this weekend. Cool. Yeah. Maybe one more at the end. Hey, just a reminder, we're closing down in a few hours. Mm-hmm. But text messaging is something that people, when you communicate with people, this is kind of a side tangent, when you communicate with people in a way that they don't just use for business, but also for personal life, you have to be very careful. Once upon a time, people would email personal and business. Now, it's pretty much all business. Pretty much business, yeah. Text messaging, however, is very personal. So if businesses start to infiltrate that, which is another reason there's a lot of new rules and regulations around it, um, Mm -hmm. but it's very personal. So if you're going to use it, do it wisely or else people will block you very quickly. Yes. And another thing of that is text, unlike the other things, the social media, the email, text is proactive. It goes to them and shows up. Whereas with email and social media, they're finding it when they're in the mind space of it. I'm checking my email. I'm checking my social media and I see a thing. It's a little bit less in your face. Whereas texts just show up on your phone. <laughs> I know. And then you have a the notification yes. dot yes. that says you have Throughout to look day, at it. No matter what you're doing. And so you have to keep that in mind too, that when someone sees your email or sees your social media posts, they're in the headspace of like being there and looking for things like that. Whereas your texts may not necessarily be coming at a great time. So you don't want to flood people's phones with text messages. That's a really great point. I love that take. Okay. Let's see here. Number four, make the deal attractive but don't slash the price to the point it hurts profits. Yes. Unless your point is to lose money in order to gain leads, which again, that goes back to number one of clearly defining your goals for this flash sale. Unless that is your MO, yeah, don't slash prices so hard that it hurts. You want to be able That's to cover your costs. Places and retail, bigger retail stores call those loss leaders. 
It's something that's priced low enough that you're making little to no profit or even losing money on it, Mm -hmm. but it brings people in and they buy other things that you make more profit on. So it's actually more profitable to lose a little bit of money on it. I'm pretty sure I once heard. It's really hard to do for small businesses because they don't generally have the profit margins to do things like that. Totally. I think I once heard that McDonald's loses money on their burgers. Probably. Yeah. Pop is a big one for like a lot of the restaurants. Pop's a big one. Yeah. Well, I was going to say McDonald's loses money on the burger because they make the money back when people upgrade to fries and a drink. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, when they upgrade to the combos and stuff. And big retail places like Walmart and Amazon have those too. Like a lot of the little, or I imagine, I don't know this for sure, but I imagine the dollar section at Target is probably (laughs) one of their loss leaders. (laughs) People come in and go, I'm just going to Some of those things are very cheaply made. (laughs) That's true. But they, I'm just going to go to the dollar section and then you're like, while I'm here. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's just getting me in the door. And actually, it's the one that the kids are like, yeah, I want a toy. Um, But yes, the whole point is a flash sale doesn't have to be a deep, 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 deep discount. A flash sale could just be 20% off on something that you normally never give 20% off on. And 20% off is usually enough to still cover your costs and make some profit. So just remember that flash sale doesn't equal super deep discount. Flash sale equals limited time offer. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, you can do fairly steep discounts depending on the, like if it's a digital product, especially Mm -hmm. when you've had for a while, you can do a little bit steeper discount, but it does sort of depend on the product and and also how many people usually buy it. If it's a very popular product, you don't mm-hmm. necessarily have to do as big a discount. Okay. So from a tech perspective, mm-hmm. <laughs> my tips is have a streamlined checkout process. Be ready to handle extra traffic. Because if you're running a sale, you're telling everybody to go to your website they're not just going to go to that product. They're going to be all over your website. Hopefully they're going to be buying other things, not just the thing that's on sale. Or if you have like a, a store-wide sale, they're going to be all over your site. They're going to be running through checkouts. You need to make sure your checkout process is set up <laughs> to handle that. I see this happen a lot with clients, especially at Black Friday and things like that, where they get an overwhelming amount of traffic that they're not used to having and all of a sudden things start to break down. The checkouts are kind of laggy or something's breaking mm-hmm. a connection's not right. Um, and so it's, it can be just a nightmare <laughs> if you don't have that ready and set up and people don't really think about that. I think that they're going to get like the whole point is to get extra traffic, but I think that kind of gets lost in the focus of setting your goals and planning the discounts like people don't necessarily think that just because a thing's been working for the amount of traffic you have that it's gonna hold up to a lot of traffic yeah another thing with that is making sure that you have extra hands on deck to Mm -hmm. or at least yourself opened up to help with all the customer service requests 
and all because increased sales and increased traffic equals increased communication with those people. Yeah. That's especially important if you run like weekend sales because the last thing you want is to come in on Monday and open up your Stripe or your PayPal and see that they've frozen everything because you had too many chargebacks because people were reaching out to customer service and no one was answering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and yes, so if you're going to run like a weekend sale, make sure you or someone is available over the weekend to handle all the customer service I don't want to say complaints and issues because sometimes it is positive, um, but just sometimes all the communication. Yeah. And the, sometimes the, it's just questions or sometimes like a delivery email ends up in spam and they just need you to be like, hey, check your spam folder. But if yeah. they don't get a hold of someone, then they just assume they got scammed and they do mm-hmm. a chargeback. Exactly. And the really great thing is with technology these days, it could just be as simple as a chat bubble on your website, right? Like it doesn't even have to be email. Um, And that you can easily answer from your phone anywhere. Mm -hmm. So just because you're running a flash sale doesn't mean you have to be chained to a desk. Right. It just means that you need to be flexible with your time and expect that you're going to have to take some extra time for customer communication. Mm -hmm. And that really goes into kind of our last big tip, which is to monitor things in real time and make adjustments as you go as needed. And it's going to take more time like for your first flash sale than it will for your 50th because by then you'll have an idea of what's going on. You'll kind of know what all of the potential pitfalls are. Um, But especially if it's your first one or five flash sales, you should definitely be there to monitor in real time and know what's going on and make adjustments as you need to, to make sure everything goes smoothly. Yeah, for sure. So yes, don't be afraid to make adjustments along the way. If something's not working, get rid of it. Yeah. If you are able to. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If you can. Yeah. You can get rid of it. Um, one more, I'm going to add a number seven tip. Be over communicative with your customers. So what I'm saying is be very clear on your website about what is and is not included in the sale. Mm -hmm. And then once the sale has been made, make sure that you again, over communicate how to access or receive what they purchased. So tell them how long is it going to take before it's shipped if it's physical? When should they expect access if it's digital? How do they get access? Yeah. You know, all all the things so that you don't immediately have someone messaging, okay, I just bought the thing, but is is this Amazon? Am I going to get it in two days? Uh, No. (laughs) No, you're not. We are not, in fact, Amazon, and you are not going (laughs) to get it in two days. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And I would say – So my one big overarching tip for running flash sales from a standpoint of having done them for clients is keep it simple. Keep it as absolutely simple as you possibly can. Run a sale on one product, one category, or your whole store Mm -hmm. (laughs) with one discount code. Like don't, Mm -hmm. especially with your first few flash sales, don't try to get complicated with like buy two, get three free with like a bunch of exceptions, it just gets too messy. 
do it mm-hmm. really, really simple. 10% off everything, 10% off all of my downloadables, 10% off this one service and just go from there. Keep it simple, keep it short, make it easy for people to buy, make it easy for your team to deliver, make it easy to monitor and to um, to test and see the results and, and see how you did. Just make it as simple and streamlined as possible. And that is also my tip generally for clients for bigger sales like Black Friday too. By the way, for bonus, bonus tip for Black Friday, keep it as simple as possible. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also kind of the same reason. People are typically celebrating Thanksgiving with family, and yet you need to have that increased customer service if you're running sales. You just yeah. need you just need to. Yeah. And if your discounts are complicated and the delivery is complicated, it makes it really hard for your team and for you to deliver that customer service. Yeah, for sure. All right, so those are really eight tips that we gave you for running a successful flash sale. Now, it is still October. However, we know that the holiday seasons are coming up. So if you are running flash sales or having thoughts of running flash sales and you want some advice, strategic Mm -hmm. or technical, Angela and I are here for you over in Marketing Moms Monthly. Uh, You can sign up for your first free month at marketingmomsmonthly.com. And we are here to answer all your questions about the business and balance and kids and all the things. And you can also get in with all the other members and have conversations and see their experiences and successes and failures and, and learn from each other. So if that's something you're interested in, know that we are here for you on a deeper level than just this weekly podcast. And uh, you can find out more over at marketingmomsmonthly.com. So until next week, happy sale. Thank you for joining us today. We're so honored. This is where you chose to spend your time. If this episode helped you in some way, please share it with another mom who needs to hear it. We're in this together. And if you're ready for next steps, free goodies, and more, head over to marketingmomspodcast.com. We'll see you next week.